Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast, which is all about music and creative culture in London. And I shall start today's episode, which will be a slightly more concise episode than the previous one, which went on for quite a while. Apologies about that as well, I was in a very weird headspace. The shout-outs for today's episode. First of all, Joshua Lloyd. Now, Joshua Lloyd is a performer. He, I imagine he'd call himself a singer-songwriter rapper. I think that might be the closest way to describe what he does. He performed at one of my open mics at the Anise Bar. And I'm giving him a shout-out today because his Twitter hustle is undeniable. He has been flooding my timeline with his tweets and retweets of people that are following him. First, he established a hashtag JLArmy. Then he was really pushing to, I think, get 2,000 followers, which he achieved. Now he's pushing to get 2,500. And at the time of recording this, I believe he's at 2,495. So if you want to join that drive and help the young man's dreams come true, you can find him on Twitter at RealJoshuaLloyd, L-L-O-Y-D, all one word. Yeah, just salute to him for putting in the type of work that social media sometimes demands. And that's the type of work I've definitely been slacking in because I still have this antiquated notion of social media as being more fun than work. And I'm very quick to take my foot off the gas with it. For instance, all the amazing stuff that happened to me last week culminating with the Foo Fighters gig, I still have yet to post that on Instagram in any way, shape or form. But... This guy Joshua Lloyd, he's about it, he doesn't waste any time. He's he's tweeting his fans, good morning, what do you want to hear today? I think it was he's pushing for 2,000 followers, then he'd release a free five-track EP. And I, he knows what he's doing, and more power to him. So, at real Joshua Lloyd. The second shout-out goes to a band called Factory Seconds. You can find them on Twitter, at Factory Seconds Band. And that's spelt Factory 2NDS, as in the number 2, NDS, band or one word they have a new single out called the sleepwalkers it's out today on big indie records and they are playing the waiting room on wednesday the 27th of june which is the day after tomorrow to celebrate the release of that single and chances are i just might be at that show so those are my two shout outs joshua lloyd and factory seconds on to today's episode i am not talking to anyone or interviewing anyone for today's one it's been a while since i've just had an episode of Just Me, although my my introductions and outros have been a, uh, a bit jazz-like in length, a bit prog rock-like in length, just kind of going there. So I'll try and stick to the point in this one. So, uh, the podcast has been going pretty well with the people I've been talking to, the events I've attended. I make music as loads of Japanese bands, and I very much let that fall on the back burner. I do have some very rudimentary means to record music, in my bedroom, but the, those means have very much been gathering dust because it's been so long since I've done it. I'm the type of person who, if I attempt something and I don't achieve what I'm trying to achieve, I'm very quick to lose interest and give up on it, even though what is necessary is a type of perseverance to achieve the desired end results. So, there is one song in particular that I want to try to hone as the first song I, in quote marks, release. It's called Midnight because it's part of the Midnight series. For those of you that don't know, I intend to release a whole bunch of songs that are all called Midnight, and this would be the first one. Apologies for the noise in the background. So, 
I have got the song, the track, dialed up on my PC. I have a software called Sonar X1LE. It's a DAW, also known as a Digital Audio Workstation. It's basically a recording studio in a computer. Now, this is a purely audio medium, so bear with me. I'll try to explain what I'm doing as if you, the listener, have never done anything like this before. Essentially, when you listen to a recorded song, chances are you're not just listening to one element. There will be vocals, there will be drums, there might be bass, there might be guitar. In To use my music as an example, there will always be vocal, one guitar, that's, mainly, that's most likely the lead guitar, another guitar, that's most likely the rhythm. So the lead guitar might play a riff and the rhythm guitar might play the chords. The bass guitar playing a bass line and then the drums. Now, each of those instruments m- might have their own track. You will record one guitar, then you'll record another guitar, then you'll record the vocal. Each of the instruments will be recorded separately and then brought together. That's what a DAW is for. It lets you bring all these separate tracks together, mix them accordingly. So maybe you make the bass louder than the guitar, you bring the vocals up louder, or whatever. Mix them as you want and then put them all down onto one song, one MP3 that then the end consumer listens to wherever they want to. So what I have in front of me is the separate, or are the separate tracks that make up this song Midnight. So I'll turn on the speakers. This is what it sounds like all together. And this is just a rough demo version for now. The vocals aren't the final versions and I think I can record the instruments better. But this is an idea of what it sounds like. Okay. My speakers aren't switching on. That's no. Bear me one second, folks. We're back. Okay. Speakers are on. This is just a quick glimpse of what the track sounds like with all of the different instruments in there. Everything is very amateurishly mixed and recorded, etc. But here's how it sounds. should do is play this from the start because this song it has an introduction that introduces each instrument separately so it gives you a better idea of what makes the final song so from the top there's a drum intro that's just a snare this is the rhythm guitar and the drums guitars joined in. Now the bass guitar is in there. And then, if I just skip ahead a little bit. chorus and if I just go through quickly we have just the bass rhythm guitar lead guitar and drum at the ball my voice hours of eternal decade before dawn 
All of it together, and then the drums. So we have here the kick, snare, hi-hat. And you heard a little bit of the crash there as well. Now, anyone who's somewhat experienced with recording might already recognise from those small snippets that there's very much room for improvement with this recording. I am still not 100% there with what I can do with what I have. What these recordings are essentially are pencil sketches. A lot of these songs start with just an idea in my head that I might get down on voice recordings on my phone, which is what I'm doing right now, actually. My phone started playing up earlier, and I found myself thinking, my goodness, if this phone breaks, I really am a little bit stuck, because I do a lot with it. So, a lot of these ideas might start with me recording something rough on voice notes, just a cappella, just getting a melody idea down, or a lyrical idea, or a drum rhythm down. And then the next step is, maybe I'll come to some chords in the guitar, and I'll work out what one guitar will play, the other guitar will play, the bass will play. Then I just try to record each instrument so I have some reference of what this song sounds like. And that's the stage I'm at with this. But with this version that you've just heard a bit of, I want to re-record the bass, and I want to re-record the vocals. The vocals don't have the final lyrics, and I use final in air quotes because lyrics could always change, but... The most recent version of the lyrics aren't on this recording, and also I feel like I could do the singing a bit better, so I need to make another attempt at that. And the bass, for those of you who haven't listened to previous episodes of this, there's a couple of episodes where I go to a guitar repair shop on Denmark Street. I'm just going to dial up the list of episodes that I have to try and remember when that was, but it was a very long time ago, and all of these start to become a blur is difficult to find what I'm looking for. Stairway to Kevin on Denmark Street. So I went there, and that was episode 31, and then I go back again on episode 45. And the folks at Stairway to Kevin made it clear that I've been using the wrong types of strings on my bass guitar for a very long time. So now that I've got the right type of strings, I want to try and re-record the bass line. That might sound a bit better now. So, I'm going to attempt to capture all of this on this episode. So, I might do a bit of pausing and re-recording again, bear with me. What I'll do first is plug in the bass. So, how it works is, the signal path, that's literally how the sound you're recording goes from the instrument to the means to which it's being recorded, whether that's tape, whether that's digitally like I'm doing now. The signal path is the route from the instrument to the final resting place of the sound you're recording. So for me, whether it's bass or guitar, I have a lead plugged into the, the instrument and then plugged into my effects pedal to try and help the sound of the instrument. Then for my effects pedal, I go into this USB interface. And what this USB interface does is it lets me essentially plug my guitar into my PC. 
So I'd plug an instrument lead or jack lead into the USB interface and on the other side I have a USB cable that goes into my PC and lets me record my instruments onto a track on this software. So on the software I would create a track for an instrument, make it clear what the input is and the input will be the USB interface and then I will arm the track. That means I press record on the little track and then when I press the big record button the software knows which tracks are being recorded. So if I had multiple microphones and was recording multiple instruments at the same time, or let's say I was just recording the drum kit, I would have a microphone on the kick drum, microphones on the snare, maybe a microphone on the hi-hat, microphone on the cymbals, overheads, and all of those microphones would be individual signal paths that lead to individual tracks on the software. I would then arm each of those tracks to say, when I press the big record button, I want you to record on the bass track, on the snare track, on the hi-hat track, on the cymbal track, etc. With this current setup I have, I, I'm typically recording one instrument at a time. So I'll just create one track for that one instrument, arm that one track to record, and then press the big record button. I hope that makes sense, because you can't see what I'm talking about, so I can only just describe it to you, I hope. It is somewhat logical, what I'm saying. So, I'm going to... Maybe I won't pause. I'll just try and be quick. I'm going to plug my bass guitar into my effects pedal. And change the effects pedal to the bass guitar setting. Which, again, could use some work, because nothing I'm really doing here is completely professional. It's all very much trial and error. So, my bass guitar is plugged into my effects pedal. My effects pedal is plugged into the USB interface. And the USB interface is plugged into my PC. And now, I'm going to create a track. On this track, I have bass 03, rhythm 04, lead 06, and vox 03. The numbers indicate how many attempts I made at recording the instrument and which take I've kept. So now I'm about to make a track called Bass 04. I'm going to make sure the input is the USB interface. And the output is the master, so basically it just becomes part of the overall track, which is what I want. And now I've armed it to record, and there's a button called Monitoring, which if I press that, and I play... Yeah, you just heard the bass, and as you can hear, it's way too loud. Let's turn that down the USB interface. Still pretty loud. So let's try turning that down some more. Although sometimes... Sometimes the USB interface can just distort everything, so it takes a bit of trial and error with that as well. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So let's unplug it. My computer will tell me, hey, you unplugged something. And I'll say, yeah, I know. It's cool. I meant to do that. And I'm going to plug it back in in the hopes that this time it might sound a bit better. Okay, now my PC saying USB device not recognized, which is a little bit scary. Because I kind of need this thing to work.
try it one more time. Yeah. Oh, right, 16 minutes. It's going to be another hour-long episode. Yes, okay, so let's recognize the USB. Arm that track again. Wait, make sure the input is correct. Arm the track. Press monitor. Turn up the speaker. Play some bass. Sounds a lot quieter now. So you're hearing me play my bass and the sound is coming out through my computer because I'm monitoring the signal. That means you get to listen to what you're playing without recording it. Now, how I personally monitor what I'm doing, I have over-the-head headphones that I plug into my PC. That lets me listen to the rest of the instruments on the track. And then I have earphones that go into the USB interface. That lets me hear just the instrument I'm playing. So that way I can make sure I'm playing the right notes and it's sounding somewhat decent and that I'm playing in time with all the other instruments on the track. If none of this is making sense, if it's all getting a little bit dizzying, don't worry about it. Just know that I'm trying to record some music. Okay, okay. So now... can listen to me playing the bass in my earphones and it still sounds far too loud. Ah, oh, that's why I wasn't on the bass setting on my effects pedal. I was on the guitar setting, which is why my bass was sounding so distorted. So now, if I press the monitoring thing, you should hear I press it, my help. Oh, I've got the darn headphones plugged in. That'll do it. So now... Still loud, but it's not completely distorted like it was before. Because now I'm on the correct setting on my effects pedal. Okay, let's plug those headphones back in. Now what I'm about to do, I've got my earphones in that let me listen to just the bass guitar to make sure I'm playing the right notes and then it sounds correct. I've got my headphones on that let me listen to all the other tracks on the on this song to make sure I'm playing in time. I'm just going to press play to make sure. Shall just skip ahead. So basically what I'm going to do, I've somewhat explained the setup. I'm going to attempt to record the bass again and my vocal again. And at the end of this episode I'll put up my latest version of this track. Hopefully the bass will sound a little bit better. I can't remember which episode it was, but there's an episode where I put up two versions of this song. One is the completely rough one. The second is one where the is the one that you've just listened to a bit of already, where the drums are a little bit updated. 
I'm going to have to hunt through and find which one it is. This is the curse of not adequately naming my episodes so that I can easily find what's what. And now that I've got 80 of the darn things, it's becoming increasingly difficult to find any specific one if it's not clearly labelled. Oh, that's a lesson for future Roy to learn from past Roy. Anyway, I'm going to pause here, I'm going to try and lay down these tracks, and at the end I will put the finished product. Okay, so I've recorded a bass track with the new fancy new strings on my bass, and this is the finished result. It might help if I unplug the headphones, turn the speakers up, here we go. So this is the track with the new bass I've just recorded. And this is the previous bass attempt. This is just the new bass I've recorded. the previous bass. To my ear, this previous bass sounds a bit duller. Sounds like it's focused on the deeper frequencies and almost sounds choked, whereas the new bass I've recorded sounds a little springier. I can hear more of the string hitting the frets on the guitar and me plucking the string. I don't know if you can hear any of that, that's probably because I've listened to this a thousand times and I'm starting to recognise such tiny differences. I still don't feel like I have recorded what I really want, but right now it's just about shade by shade getting closer to what I am ultimately trying to achieve. I know my next attempt isn't, bam, going to be it, but it's about inch by inch getting closer to the thing that will be it, and I think it will definitely take some outside help, some outside advice or suggestions for me to really arrive at what I'm trying to achieve. So that's the bass, now I'm going to attempt to record some vocal. First I need to find my microphone, which will definitely be covered in more than a few layers of dust. It's been a long time since I've used that. It was a very cheap microphone, I think from Argos, for about £30. It has a jack plug at the end, so I can plug it into anywhere where you'd plug a guitar lead. And I'll do exactly what I've done with the bass. I'll plug that into my effects pedal. Then we'll go from the effects pedal to the USB interface. USB interface to the computer. I've got the small earbuds in my ears just to hear the vocal alone. And I've got the headphones over so I can hear the whole track. It's a very convoluted process. <laughs> I don't recommend it. But a lot of the ethos of what I'm doing here is just to use what you've got to make a start. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to pause again, I'm going to record the vocal, and then we'll do what we've just done with the bass. We'll listen back to it, hear the differences, and analyse as necessary. See you in a bit. Okay, so I've re-recorded the vocals, and now I arrive at the dilemma that always plagues me when it comes to recording with this whole setup, which is that, individually, the vocal track is so loud that it distorts but amongst everything else, it gets lost. So, I'll just skip to the part where the vocals come in, and I'll press play. Closer than you've ever been. 
So the meter's telling me it, it's it's distorting on its own. I'm up in the ocean, you're down in the clouds. I'm out in the open, begging to be found. Desire unspoken, to misery bound. This is a side note. I'm hitting those uh, notes way better this time around than the previous take. So well done me for that. <laughs> As you were. Now with everything else. See now the vocal track isn't distorting by itself, but amongst everything else, you can barely hear it. It should be standing front and center. I should probably do things like add compression. Should probably add some compression to it. What compression does is it makes it so the loudest moments and the quietest moments in a single track aren't so far apart. It squishes the track so that the you can turn the whole track up with there being less chance of distorting. Or you can turn the whole track down without losing the dynamics too much. So if you have, say, a guitar track where when you're playing chords it's a bit quieter, but when you play a single note it's louder, you could use compression so that the chords and the single notes don't sound so different in volume. And then you can raise the volume of the entire track. I went to university for this stuff, but I dropped out. So I'm far from the authority on this subject. I should be lecturing anyone else now to do it. But bottom line is, I've re-recorded the vocals, so at least now the correct lyrics are on it. I've re-recorded the bass because now I have better strings so I will what I then do is ex I select all of the audio in the tr in this entire song and export it as one file with all of this audio together then I convert that from I can't remember what file it, I turn it into an mp3 using iTunes and then I can put that in an episode etc so that's what I'm going to do I'm going to turn this from it's currently 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 individual tracks for bass, rhythm, lead, vox, kick, snare, hi-hat, crash. And turn all those different tracks into one file, put that on this episode, and then you can hear for yourself the finished product. And if anyone listening to this has experience in the studio and is willing to let me bend their ear on how I can improve my recordings at this stage, I'd be all too happy to get in touch. You can find me online at saddestnightout on Twitter or Instagram or saddestnightout at gmail.com if you want to talk to me directly. I do have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash forward slash saddestnightout, all one word. And I think you can find this podcast in a whole bunch of places, though not yet Spotify, but... Spotify, I think, costs even more to be on there. So if you help to donate to the cause, just a pound a month is all I'm after, then I might be that much more inclined to put it on Spotify. But for now, I think SoundCloud and iTunes are the most popular places to listen to this. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, I know, it's another long episode. I'm working on it. I thought this would be a short one, but I was really getting into trying to narrate my process here. And maybe others can learn from it, or maybe someone can learn me some better techniques on how to do what I'm doing. Oh, I'm running out of words. Thank you very much for listening. I will see you tomorrow. Take care.
I could show you